Where to start today? Well, first we lost a good friend of the show, Gary Rourke of Ubon's Barbecue. And we didn't lose him like Opie loses most of his friends. Gary passed on. And when Greg called me to say that he wanted to use this special end of summer Labor Day podcast as a memorial to the king of barbecue, I knew it had to be an episode that includes our favorite chef, the mad Cuban, Carl Ruiz. The problem is, where the fuck is Carl? Now, the last I had heard, he was hanging out with our Westwood One Podcast Network suits, Tim Sabian and Robert Mathers. Yeah, that's trouble to begin with, but Carl's a big boy, and I'm guessing he's got his face buried in vagina casserole, where he's busy putting his new restaurant together. Then I checked my Instagram feed for like three days, and not one post from Carl. Now, that's troubling because the chef posts himself drinking or eating something that would put me in rehab or a hospital like every 10 minutes. In fact, I may have lost five pounds not seeing his ruizing this past week. Because when I do see his posts, <laughs> I gotta eat. So with that, Opie put on his little Sherlock Holmes hat and began investigating things. Because let's face it, we can't pay tribute to Gary of Ubons without Carl. It just wouldn't be right. So Opie got in touch with Carl's girl Friday, Gloria, and she gave him a number that has an Arizona area code. Like, what the fuck? So now we check in with our host, in his car, podcasting as usual, and giving that Arizona number a shot on Opie Radio. You haven't uh, posted on social media in about four or five days. I texted you. You didn't never wrote me back. Then I freaking got a hold of Gloria. All I know is she said that you lost your phone in New York before you flew out, whatever that means. And then finally, you started calling me from some weird number with an Arizona area code. And I called right. that number back, and uh, and here we are. Here we are. What's going on, yeah. Carl? Let me tell you something, brother. When I tell you I'm off the grid, I'm off the grid. <laughs> you no. know what I mean? Oh, I don't care if you go off the grid, but no one knew you were going off the grid. Well, I didn't know I was going off the grid in the beginning. What, what happened was I was in New York, and I was at a party, and I, I may have drank too much. You so, think? <laughs> <laughs> it is a Tuesday. <laughs> it is Tuesday. And I left my phone in an Uber. Really? And I don't know any of my passwords or anything. So then I call Gloria and I'm like, hey, um, I have no phone. I'm flying to, to Orlando because Guy Fieri is opening a new place called uh, Chicken Guy. It's like a fried chicken place, which was delicious, by the way. Oh, nice. So, so you should see me. I land in Orlando. I, don't, I can't locate anybody. I don't know anybody. Nobody knows me. I have five grand in my fucking po- in my pocket, a check card, and cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and I roll up, and I roll up, and I figure out, you know, where, where this guy thing is. And they had security. You couldn't get anywhere. And all of a sudden, this one dude's like, holy shit, it's the Cuban. <laughs> right. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And I hung out with Guy. We did the thing. And, and I said, well, now that I'm here... I'm going to Miami. I got no phone. I got nothing. I'm Cuban. I'm going to go where I'm safe. So I rented a car, 
and I drove from Orlando to Miami and just started balling and then just word got out that I was here like in Miami like just some people like sightings right and all of a sudden my buddy Richard Hales calls me and he's a great chef out here Richard Hales calls the restaurant because I'm staying at the Confident Hotel where his restaurant is yeah and they bring me a fucking cordless phone, like <laughs> like 1989. I was going to say, like, it's Miami Vice. Yo, it was straight Miami Vice. Right. And he brings the phone, and he's like, yo, what are you doing in my fucking hotel? And I'm like, living. <laughs> right, right. So he's like, yo, I texted you for three hours, bro. I'm like, well, I've been at the bar for three hours. He's like, I literally called the restaurant to find out why you were mad at me. I said, I have no phone. And then I hooked up with him, and then uh, I'm walking down the hallway, and I see a bunch of girls that I know from out of state, and now I'm not leaving. <laughs> well, well, good for you. Uh, uh, did you get a, a, a new phone? Yeah, I just got a new phone. Right. Uh, it's up in my room. I don't even want to turn it on. Yeah, no, I called this weird Arizona number because all of a I'm getting phone calls from this weird Arizona number, and then I get a text from you going, yo, it's me. Call me back. <laughs> What's the Arizona number about? Hey man, I make friends, man. Some are cuter than others. <laughs> Just making friends. Man. Just making, making friends. friends, right? I'm making. I make a lot of friends. Single Carl, and I, and I and I and let me tell you something. Opie, one of the most peaceful weekends without a phone. Yeah, I'm in Miami. It's Labor Day weekend. Everyone around me is beautiful, and I'm making sure of it. You gotta see my bar tab. It is embarrassing. I could only imagine, man. It's embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yeah. I've been drinking champagne for three days. No text. No nothing. Nothing. Just 1988 straight party. But, straight old school Ruizy. <laughs> but are, were you jonesing to to post on Instagram or Twitter or any of that shit? Because none of us can live without all. our phone. Not at all. Really? God bless but you. everything around me was so delicious, Opie. Right. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, there was not one ugly person around me. Yeah. And all the girls liked me because I have no phone, so I'm paying attention to them. You know what I mean? So, like, everybody's on their phone, and I'm literally looking at people's eyes like, all right, so, then, so tell me, then, when did you find that puppy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People became my social media. So next thing you know, I got 20 cats around me, and we're jamming. And we are jam motherfucking. That's that's pretty amazing. I don't think I don't, I don't think most people could uh, go without their phone for God. I mean, okay, you I, hang out with me every day, right? You've yeah. seen me. Yeah. I literally don't pick my hand off. I, I don't take my head out of my phone. Right. I wasn't living, man. I gotta tell you, bro. There is something still beautiful about just being disconnected. Right. I gotta tell you, it's unbelievable. And I know because you do the. If anyone's gonna agree with me, it's you because you do the same thing. You disconnect. When you're out, you're out. I'm out fishing. Fuck you. I'll talk to you later. Well, I disconnected for the month of August where I went Trump free. Right. No, that's the truth. I went Trump free. Like people around me, they wanted to talk about Trump, anti-Trump, pro-Trump. I said nope. This is a Trump-free zone, man. We're fishing, and we're not talking about Trump for the whole month of August. And then usually I uh, I spend a lot of time in front of the TV. I go MSNBC, CNN, Fox, and just keep rotating. And all, all of a sudden I'm like, nope. And I started watching documentaries, and I just simply blew off the Trump shit. Guess what? A month later, the world seems like it's it's fine. And I don't know Everything what... Is- 
fine. Let me tell you something. The most the, the most in-depth thing I've said in the last four days yeah. is, baby girl, what color eyes are those? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, look, man, you're not fooling me. To get you off your phone for four or five straight days and not even have a phone... That yeah, means Carly's got a cushy poo. <laughs> no, I don't. You make that's all rumors. That is all rumors. Carly's got <laughs> a crushy poo. Carly's got a crushy poo. I'll leave it. <laughs> you know what? You really. This is why. This is why I don't miss my phone. You piece of shit. <laughs> Somebody's no. got a high school crush. Are you gonna invite her? No. Are you gonna ask her to the prom? <laughs> I'm literally renting a house next to you down the shore. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. I can't, I can't wait till we all go for fondue. Me, you, and Lindsay. <laughs> oh, Carl, man. For real, though, I'm starting to think, what the fuck did I do? Because uh, you weren't getting back to me. And then people no. and then people are calling me. Have you heard from Carl? I'm like, no. And then, you know, the classic, oh, shit, what's going on, man? You know what I mean? And then... Um, and then you know, I'm I'm glad everything's good, and you just left your phone in New York City. I left my phone in Uber, and I have no no uh, access to my emails or anything or nothing. I mean, there must be so much shit going on, right? Um, and you know what? I don't give a fuck, right? I, I think everyone should unplug at least the weekend and remember what it is to talk to other fucking people. It was just unbelievable, and I got around just fine. I mean, I know a lot of people in Miami, so maybe it's not fair. I get I got along just fine, and I, I had the best conversations, and I laughed. I mean, for one, I went to the hotel bar at the lobby, drunk as fuck, just blowing air kisses at whoever walks through the door. Eleven <laughs> 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 o'clock in the morning, I looked like Diego Maradona at the World Cup. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> just, um, same size, actually, actual size. Right. And Jesus. Just Yemen and everyone in the hotel, they call me because they're all given, so they call me El Caballo, the horse. The horse. Then that's, like, that's like the biggest like compliment. They're like El Caballo's at the bar. Yeah, it's kind of stark. And I'm DJing. I I sent some girl just to go get her iPad. Right. So we could play different music. Right. She didn't speak English. I don't know what she, but maybe she was speaking English, but I just didn't understand it. Right. But uh, it was just incredible. Incredible. Good for you. I must have said. I must have said. Yeah. Show me one titty at least sixteen times tonight. So if you say show me one titty, then you're not part of the Me Too movement, right? If you say show me your tits, that's when you're crossing the line. Well, I mean, this is after you make out. I mean, I mean, you, you don't do it cold. Right. <laughs> right. I can't believe I. I I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm getting the full story because for you to unplug like this for so many days, man, I don't know if I'm hearing the whole story. So you're you're implying, I just want to make this straight, okay? First of all, this is the most unpleasant phone call after four days because you're already (laughs) digging in my shit. (laughs) So, perfect, LP. You're you're pitch perfect. <laughs> I think you're leaving out maybe just a little little piece of the uh, of the story, but that's okay. Okay, that's okay. I'm living, baby. I'm living. I'm living. Nothing. That's all that matters, right? Uh, that's all that matters because I'll tell you, I. Uh, what do you think it is? What? What do you? All right, so tell me what your version of the story is, and I'll tell you, yeah, your name. That's fair, right? I'm calling a phone with an Arizona area code. 
That's my well, first. People come here from everywhere. That's my first fucking clue. What is? It's not a clue. It just happened to be someone with a phone. Next question. Well, I mean, if you're gonna shut down my first question, then it makes it tough to go with a second question. <laughs> and I just hear uh, "Happy Carl." <laughs> happy oh Carl God, stinks. You, you don't like this. You, you don't like Happy Carl. <laughs> happy Carl stinks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you just they should have never made me single, bro. It's a nightmare out here. Yeah. This place is in complete turmoil. And I understand what you're saying. You're implying that I'm I'm, come, I'm on some kind of super date. Is that what you're implying? I I think uh, I I'm th- shoot straight with me, cuz I'll shoot straight I, with you. I think you've been on a super date for let's see. I haven't heard from you in about five days. So I would say you're you've been on a super date for five days. And for you to rent a car in Orlando to go to Miami, cuz cuz a roo, cuz a roo. <laughs> Well, listen, I don't want to disrespect your investigative skills. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because, look, we all want to unplug, but we're all addicted to our phones. I'll tell you, uh, I think it was two years ago I was fishing, and my phone fell out of my sweatpants, fell into the water, and then I watched a wave just take it into the ocean. I'm like, ah, that's no big deal. The phone is right there. And long story short, three to four hours later, I couldn't find my fucking phone and I wasn't able to get a, a, another phone for about two or three days. And I'm not going to lie to you. Being unplugged for two or three days, I loved it. But I was jonesing inside. And the first thing I did when I uh, got back to New York City was I ran and got a, a brand new Samsung. Oh, my God. That's why I think there's something else in play here. But I, that's no, not, that's not, that's that's not, that's not like, of my business. Like like, we're going to talk like old Cuban. Let's just say, I mean, make sure you have a suit for my new wedding. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm busting, now I'm busting balls. I'm busting, no, I'm having a good time. Oh, everything's great. I finally finalized the deal for the restaurant. We got the concept down. Nice. And all and all bullshit aside, that's why I'm in Miami. Okay. Um, and you know what? I'll give you an exclusive. Yeah. Because I love you. All right. And I can't tell you the truth about other things. So okay. I'll tell you the truth about them. All right. Um, the restaurant is going to be opening in New York on 15th Street. And it's going to be me, and I'm back in the game, and the place is going to be called The Cuban. Nice. For real? The Cuban? Yeah, it's uh, The Cuban. That, that's awesome. That is or awesome. Cubano. I'm still working on it back and forth. Like either Cuban or Cubano or Cubanito. Um, no, you, I'm going you, back. No, I'm going back. My mother's getting old. Yeah. You know, my dad is really sick. Yeah. So I'm going to build uh, a restaurant, basically, of, of how I grew up. Right. You know I mean? So it's going to be... Uh, the bar's crazy. There's going to be a giant club downstairs, like the old Copacabana. Beautiful. So I'm going to build a place for middle-aged dudes to scoop up chicks. Right on. Because I'm the best at it. And do you have a place for Michelle Pfeiffer? <laughs> <laughs> fly, buddy, fly. <laughs> Carl's got his himself a Michelle Pfeiffer somewhere in Miami. Oh, yeah, man. I... You, like those gifts of like Al Pacino dancing behind Michelle Pfeiffer like all awkwardly right that's definitely happening every 20 minutes <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna come home with a wife and she's gonna have a kid in her belly if you don't watch out the Cuban well, first of all I'm, I'm Cuban we pollinate <laughs> you know I mean? yeah you do we're like bumblebees yeah but okay I've, I've been to a marriage already I don't I don't want kids because I've decided you know, 
that I'm just going to ball out right. as hard as I can. But and isn't it? You want to be a star? Yeah. You want to be a shooting star or a star? I want to be a shooting star. I'm going to go as hard as I can until I can't go no more. Well, that's why everyone was concerned because we all know you're a shooting star, and then when we don't hear from you for four or five days, we're like, ah, fuck. Hey, yeah, no, I'm I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent good. I'm literally like. Bro, I'm doing like I ate a salad today. Yeah, yeah, it was delicious. It was grilled chicken with grits. Okay, look, if you're eating a salad with grilled chicken, I- I'm gonna upgrade the crushy poo to you're 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 you're, you're in full blown love. Saying hi to the valet people. They like parking. They like parking my rented ass Ferrari. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, bro. I'm in Miami. You gotta see me. I'm wearing a Hulkamania t-shirt and clog. Oh, that's perfect. That that's you. So, is it true that most Cubans conceive their children on a dance? for absolutely a thousand percent correct all right i was i was definitely conceived at some shitty spanish club in Pistake, new jersey <laughs> <laughs> like like half of me is stuck on some cubans espadrille <laughs> what? like you could tell like my grandfather used to say like you were conceived during a fast song <laughs> Your brother was conceived during a slow song. That's why the that's why most of the stuff got inside. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, that's the difference between you and your very very straight laced uh, brother who doesn't really uh, party or do anything. He was conceived oh during a slow song. You were conceived during what? La Bamba. I was La Bamba during the plane accident. <laughs> oh my god! Just a just a plane crash on the dance floor. <laughs> Dude, how do you deal with Miami, though, man? I I've been to Miami, I don't know, three or four times over the years, and the people down there are so fucking beautiful that it makes it makes you instantly depressed. I love beautiful people. Yeah, I love beautiful people. But you have to drop your own number down a few digits when you're in Miami. Yeah, I mean, I mean, me like in New York, I can fish a solid seven. Yeah, all day I can tax seven. Yeah, I mean, in Miami, I'm. If I'm batting three to four point five is too much. <laughs> it just proves that God is very, very cruel. He Did, is, but the thing is, in Miami, you have to regulate, right? So you have to compensate for a lot of shit, right? So you need a giant fucking room, yeah, that, that the girls can see from the pool, yeah, and you need something red with a horse on it, right? And then, and then you'll maybe, if you play your cards right and you don't slow your speech, you're going to be hitting six, six and a half. All right, that. all right, you know. So yeah, there's rules down here, and if you play by the rules, you're gonna win. Right. If you uh, if you if you show up here looking like you're in Nantucket, you're done. Right. You're done. I mean, I'm literally walking around with jewelry. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I if it sounds like I wasn't listening to you, I wasn't because I just swerved out of the way. Uh, almost was in a major accident. I'm on my way to Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, of all places, to talk to. Chris. What are you doing down there? Uh, I'm going to talk to Chris Stefano and Giannis Pappas, uh, the Bay Ridge boys. Uh, so we're, yeah. we're, we're going to hang around in uh, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn and do some of that podcasting. But I was worried about you, so I'm like, uh, I finally got this phone number to call you and, and uh, to make sure you're all right, my brother. Chris and Giannis, I mean, you're probably, this is a, probably your first quality podcast. <laughs> 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 you made it, kid. It should be fun. I'm meeting Chris in his empty oh, they're so fucking funny. I, I, I tell you, Chris is one of my favorites. I mean, there's very few people as funny as Chris Stefano. And and as far as roasting people, Chris yeah. Stefano's the best. When, yeah. when he blocks in on you, you're fucked. Yeah. 
he has the social wherewithal of a fucking time bomb. <laughs> he's he's he uh, he likes the uh, Hispanic uh, uh, broads. Uh, we both we we both drink from the same well. He loves the you Hispanic know? broads. If uh, I saw this girl today, you could see the back of her from the front. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, she was everything. She had everything everywhere, and I just I just straight. Not even tried to open in English. I'm like, ¿Qué pasa, mamita? <laughs> right, right. She's like, hi, Poppy. I'm like, yeah, now we're talking. All right. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I'm meeting... at the pool bar. I'm meeting him at his empty apartment. He just bought a, uh, an apartment in Bay Ridge, and then uh, he wants to go get a haircut. So I think it's set up for another wonderful Opie Radio podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a fan. I was cool. <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, I'll... I'll uh, I'll talk to a bunch of people on the street, I'm sure, and, and and fuck that up. So hopefully, I don't get punched in the face. Well, I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little. Uh, I'll give you a little taste. Yeah. If you want to keep your investigation, I'm going to give you what we call a lead. I'm going to give you a hot lead. Okay. The other night in New York. Yeah. I was chilling with with my with my new squad. I was squatted up. Yeah. Tim Stavian and Robert. Oh Jesus! No. And Sherrod. Right. And Vic Henry. Right. We were, it was, I was at full power in New York City. At full balling power. Wow. It was incredible. I was giving out steaks like, like, like it was a scratch off. You'll get a steak. You'll get a steak. It was incredible. Taking care of everybody. And then uh, that led to. What happened? I said. You're breaking up. Uh, I said, taking care of everybody. And that led to you, uh, leaving your phone in an Uber and then jumping on a plane to go to Orlando and then renting a car and driving to Miami all without a phone. You're nuts. Yeah, all of this happens. All of what you're saying is true. So, Carl, this podcast became very different than what we were going to do. It's the end of summer, and uh, I was going to just do a few minutes with you. That's why I've been trying to track you down, because Gary from Ubon uh, passed away, so we wanted to, you know do him right so Joey put together like 20-25 minutes of Gary just crushing at the New York City Barbecue Fest I was lucky right. to meet him because of you you brought me into that whole world and the whole Ubon family and the whole barbecue family really uh, really made me feel at home and uh, Gary just crushed it with the old school jokes and the stories and uh, we had just the time of our lives and then uh, I, I you know, hold on one second one it, second Opie I understand hold on one second can I get a Jim uh, uh, Beam double and an Amstel light in a glass? Yeah, no, I understand. Go ahead. <laughs> are you, are, are you, oh, my God. You know what? If Gary's listening to this in heaven, he's like, yep, perfect. That's exactly, exactly. That's exactly how you should handle my sudden death. Oh, my God. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, we love Gary, obviously, from uh, U-Bonds. And uh, I really want to thank you, man, for introducing me to him because he was one of those guys. I only knew him for a short time, but he's one of those guys that I felt like I knew him my entire life. And uh, it was such a bummer when you called me about a week ago and told me that Gary, uh, you know, uh, died of him. It was, it was, I mean, let me tell you something. I don't know how to say this. That's not going to make people upset. But I got a list of a million people that I wish died instead of him. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was. It, it, very few times in life do you meet the genuine article. Right. Yeah. Thank you very much, honey. Hold on one second. I'm saying our uh, room 1101, the big one. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Note to self, don't let Carl speak at my funeral. <laughs> I'll show up literally Harry the Hater. <laughs> he, gets, he gets ADD when he sees a bar. <laughs> so so uh, Gary's a genuine article. Yes. You know what I mean? And one thing that, that actually triggered me to really not give a F about what's going on with my phone and all that was him. If Gary could do one more thing, it would be enjoy other people. Right. You know, and I think we forget that every day. Like when when I met Gary, you know, I was a, a Spanish kid, a Cuban kid, no business to talk or know anything about it or barbecue or anything like that. And he opened his arms and treated me like one of the family, no questions asked. You know, and and there's so few people in my life, and I'm and I definitely going to point you out and say in your life that aren't your friends without an angle, right? You know, like, we have a great friendship, you know, like Gary and me. Right. We don't need each other for anything. Nope. You know what I mean? I'm not calling you or you're not calling me. Like, when we do the podcast, we do it because we want to see each other. Yes. And it's that simple. Yes. You know? And when people are like, get away from Opie, it's like someone telling you, like, get away from your best friend. This doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Uh, you know what I mean? And the, same, yeah. and the same thing with Gary. We talked about real stuff. I mean, there's very few people that you could tell anything to. And the end of the conversation will end up with a hug. And he'll just tell you, at least you ain't dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he touched me. He touched my heart in a, in a way that uh, very few people, very few people did. You know? And if he did one thing, he inspired me to live even harder. Because you, you never know when when it's going to be your day. And nothing ever bothered him. When they would win barbecue competitions, he was happy. And when he would lose barbecue competitions, he would be happy. The same level of happiness. Yeah. Like... I'll tell you, I, I, in Memphis in May last year, we were in Memphis and two years ago in Memphis in May, which is the biggest barbecue competition in America, right? It's like the Super Bowl of barbecue. And he's won Memphis of May before. So when he didn't win the year that I went, he threw the, a party like he won. And everybody showed up. Like he didn't care. It, it, his ego wasn't hurt in the least. He didn't care that he came in fifth place or whatever. He threw the same party as if he would have won. Yeah. And that's who Gary was. He was the most consistently honest and loving human being I've ever met in my life. And he didn't know me from Adam. Like, he didn't, you know, it's not like, you know, uh, he didn't want anything from me, nothing. He just wanted me to drink a Bloody Mary and uh, say them stupid funny stuff that you say. Right. <laughs> that was it. it. Yeah. He was one of those guys that, like I said, I only knew him very, very, uh, a very short time, and I was really excited that he was going to be part of the podcast. I couldn't wait to do it again with him, but he was so full of life. He meets me. He made me feel like one of the gang, and uh, he made sure I had a drink and food, and he also knew that uh, you know he could have fun and tell some of his jokes and tell some stories, and and he he didn't care how it how it came out. He just knew. He didn't care. He just he knew. Care. He just knew we were all gonna uh, sit around and just have a good old time, man. Was he a monster in the barbecue uh, world? He was a monster. I mean, yeah, he, he has more trophies than you have pink slips in radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of trophies, then. <laughs> exactly. That's how good he is. Right. I heard from Craig. You know, the barbecue ninja. Sure. Um, he he called me at eight thirty, and uh, in in a, and the way he, I mean. The way that they talk in the South, it's just like, it'll hurt you right to the bone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He calls me up and he's like, hey, uh, Poppy's gone. Poppy's gone. Jeez. And I'm like, 
son of a bitch. Right. And I just hang up the phone. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like Poppy's gone. And then I remember I, 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 I called Bill Durney. And, you know, Bill Durney is one of the best barbecue guys in the country and has known uh, Gary. We called him Poppy. Yeah. And, and he's known Gary his whole life. I mean, his whole professional life. And, and it was so funny. See, Billy, such a tough Brooklyn guy. Right. And uh, I get choked up just thinking about it. And I call Billy, and I'm like, Billy, you know, Poppy's gone. And he just quietly, he said, we lost the king today. Right. We lost the king. And that was it. Uh, wow. That's, wow. Woo. Bro, I, I just got uh, a bit teary-eyed. <laughs> Me too. I mean, every once in a while, one of these really hurts. And uh, you realize only the good die young. Uh, right. My my heart goes out to uh, the barbecue princess. She's got to be just out of her mind. Uh, Leslie and, and Leslie's the glue of that family, and what she has to deal with, and her and her husband Heath, you know, is is a is a beautiful man and a great doctor. And and I mean, these are real people. These are real people. And and I'm glad that I was able to. I mean, one of my last posts was was a, a Yazoo Yuban's. Um, uh, picture, and you know maybe God did it this way. Maybe I lost my phone just so I could get off my bullshit. Right, and you know what I mean. Just let it sit for a second. Let it sink in. Uh, what being a real person is, because let me tell you something. Every day we get farther and farther from it. I'm breaking up just thinking about it. Yeah, you know what I mean like yeah. He was a good dude. He so, was a, he was the king. You know, the king laid down his crown that day, and it was awful. It's awful for all of us. Sometimes it's good to just kind of wake up and uh, reorganize your priorities and realize that dumb Twitter and that dumb phone means nothing in the end. Absolutely nothing. It's fun. It can be fun and, and silly at times, but, you know, we shouldn't take that shit seriously. We should all get our faces out of our goddamn phones and uh, have real human contact again. It was unbelievable. Like, when he died, I, I was... Listen, I've seen a lot of people die. Right, and to tell you the truth, most of the time I'm not that sad. I, you know, I justified some way. He was old. He was a cokehead. Um, he he didn't have a helmet on. You know what I mean? I always figure out something to justify it, right? So that I can move on with my pettiness. Sure, right? sure. But uh, when someone like Gary dies, everybody stops, right? Because he didn't have a negative thing to say about anybody. Oh my God! You know what I mean? No, I felt that immediately with the guy. He was just full. I, mean, he, I felt right. You he, felt genuine love from him. No, he, he was, was just genuine. full of. He was just full of love. There's not a lot of people you meet in this world these days that are truly just full of love. That a person that others want to gravitate towards as soon as they see him. Like I, even yeah. through the the second day of that barbecue fest when we were podcasting, the whole time in the back of my head, I'm like, "Where's Gary? Where's Gary? I can't wait to see Gary." And it wasn't—I right. knew he would give us great shit for the podcast, but I also just wanted to hang around that energy. His energy was so pure. I'm jealous that we weren't closer. Right? How about that? Right? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm jealous. I'm jealous that I didn't spend as much time as I could have with him for the sheer fact that. You know, just to love him more. Just right. to love him more. And it's that simple. I and mean, he was just... I mean, he, he taught me things about life. I mean, you can learn about cooking. But he taught me, without ever teaching me anything, without telling me ever, sit down, boy, this is what you do. He's one of those few people that teach you how to be better just by existing. Yeah. You know, and I would look at him and... and I don't know how much longer I could talk about this. But I, I'd look at him and I was like, wow. Like, that's... You know... On his worst day, 
he's better than me on my best day. Right. You know? No, I get but it, that's, brother. That's what a man is. You know, that that's what a man is. Not not going out and renting a Ferrari and actually that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is. <laughs> but, but not doing all this flashy shit. Right. The, the real stuff is is being able to love someone for no other reason than just to love them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as New Yorkers, I think that's our number one thing that we missed. Right. <laughs> like we just like me and you, like it's hard for us to, to talk about shit like that. Most of the shit we do is bullshit. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And this guy had zero bullshit. Yeah. You know, you people would visit him in Mississippi that only knew him for an hour and he would sit on the porch and talk to you for a day. And and you could sleep in my grandmother's room and you could do whatever you know what I mean? It was it was incredible. You know, when Bill Durney said that, when Bill Durney said, you know, we lost the king today. I swear to God, it was like a lightning bolt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're talking about one of the toughest, baddest people in barbecue who never even cracks a smile. You know what I mean? I mean, you know Billy. You know yeah, I mean? no, I know Billy's tough, man. Billy doesn't give it up easy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, he doesn't and, give it up, and he just, and, and just to see Billy and, and to hear a crackle in Billy's voice, and I called Sam Jones, and Sam Jones... You know, I mean, just to hear Sam Jones and all these legends just completely take two knees. I, you know, there was it was immediate reverence. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Right, it really was. And I, I got to say, you know, I only knew him for a few days, but uh, I got the invite and, uh, to go down south. Right. And I believe there was a real invite, and and my and my brain started saying, "Man, why don't you make some time to go down there?" You know, this is. Oh, uh, we're gonna, Volpe. Yeah, we still should. I'll put you. I'll put you on the spot. Right. Um, we're gonna do a podcast out of Mississippi. Beautiful. You know I mean? and we're gonna we're gonna put those all those guys back together. Right. And we're gonna celebrate Gary and, and talk shit. I'm probably gonna be drunk, and I'll probably. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you could rent a Ferrari there, but I guess I'll, I have two fifties, like a Ferrari. <laughs> right. So I'll rent an F two fifty. Yeah. But um, but we're gonna have a good time. You know what I mean? And and that's because that's what he did. And it just it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. But but I learned. I learned that I was loving wrong. Right. You know what I mean? So. Well, listen, man. I mean, that's my two cents. So two cents. No, you just did Gary proud from U Bonds, um, and you know Gary made sure I pronounced it correctly. I'll never forget that, uh, Gary. God bless you. God bless uh, Gary's family and the whole barbecue community. Uh, Carl, a thank you to you as well because this is the end of summer, and man, what a what a start to our podcast. We did it. Unbelievable. We did it, bro. We did it, man. The, we did it. Just think of everything we accomplished in the in the first three months as we move into the fall season and what I call phase two of the podcast. We we podcasted from the creepy cabin. We podcasted from a yacht. We podcasted from Philly at a dumb podcast convention. We uh, went to Nantucket. Uh, we went to ESPN. I mean, it's endless the amount of uh, fun and uh, and podcasts that we did in the last three months, my brother. And I want to thank it you. It was awesome, man. And thank you, man. Thank you for giving me a shot. And, you know, I have nothing to do with... I, I, I'm about as much as a broadcaster as I am a tree swamp. You yeah. know what I mean? But, well. but uh, you know, the patience that you have with me but, and, um, and the way you teach me how to, you know, be quiet sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, actually, mostly be quiet. <laughs> Not at all. We we uh, we we're having fun. We've we had a great summer, and I, I can't wait to continue this. Uh, and I appreciate it. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you from the bottom of my heart, 
you know, in the in the, in the spirit of, of uh, you, Bonds, I love you, brother. I love you're, you, you're, brother. You're, I, I we're going to be all right. I appreciate you, uh, you know, I appreciate you making this fun again for me, man. I, and, you know, I know... I know we're starting to sound a little uh, uh, gee, but bro, right. I'm literally wearing I'm wearing a Hulk Hogan T-shirt with the rips <laughs> in the back, right? <laughs> with pastel clogs, yeah. and I have a and I'm, I overdosed on Cialis before I didn't even know where I was. Jesus, I think we I think we got a new sponsor called Blue Chew, by the way. So I'll I have, was overdosed on Blue Chew. Yeah, I didn't there even you know go. Where I was. I think it's shout gum- out to Bluetooth. I think it's uh, I think it's a uh, gum. It's in uh, it's in a, a gummy form to get your uh, your fucking dick hard. I, I hope. Well, let me tell you something. I have no problems. I have no problems with that. But uh, the pills are great, and Bluetooth is great. And I'll tell you why. Because I wear speedos, so <laughs> so you want a little blood going through there. You know what I mean? So you have a little girth when you're fucking drinking pinas. When you're drinking pini colati poos. You know what I mean? You you want uh you don't you don't want a bicycle racing tire, you want a mountain bike tire. <laughs> right, there you go. Oh my god. Now I have I have that vision in my head that you wear speedos. Yeah. I wear, I wear speedos with the Cuban flag on it and right where the star is. That's where the star is. <laughs> oh my god. Well, uh, with that, uh all right, oh, Carl. You have to see it. it looks like there's hair eating my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> you don't it's like even... a hair tornado eating my shorts. <laughs> you probably don't even shave down for your speedo. You just let it fucking bro, fly, <laughs> bro. I got to take at least three blue shoes to get the to, to override the puffiness of the pubic hair. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like you're it's like you're making Jiffy Pop uh, popcorn in your pants. <laughs> Bro, it's like they found a robin egg in a in a nest of billow pads. <laughs> Bob, Bob oh, Ross is painting is painting fluffy clouds in your in your speed up. I got sixteen happy treetops. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We've really, I've really turned out to be a piece of shit. <laughs> you guys. I'm gonna go old school. You got Oscar Gamble in a in a leg lock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear I'll I'm look up Oscar Gamble, you fucks, and you'll get it with his giant afro, where his fucking uh, baseball hat God. didn't even fit wish, on his head. I wish you could smell my hand. It's like Ancestry.com. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> All right, bro. Let's go. You go back to Miami. I'm pulling up to Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. I love you, man. I love you, bro. Uh, wish me luck. Hey, I'm, gonna, listen, I'm gonna be talking. To, I'm gonna be talking to Chris Stefano and uh, Giannis Papas, uh, the Bay Ridge boys. So I'm looking forward. And listen, can you ask them one question? Yeah. Are they fuck? Are they fucking? Yes or no? That's the only question I have for both of them. You have to ask them. Yeah. Carl wants to know if you guys are fucking. Yeah. And and the second thing I want to say as I close this out is. Yeah. I love you, Gary. Rest easy, brother. And you fuck one goat. <laughs> hey, man, that's a good setup. So what we're going to do, Joey really worked his ass off for us. He went through the barbecue episodes, and he put together about 20, maybe 25 minutes of right. Gary just crushing and us all hanging out as one happy, happy barbecue family. So that's how we're going to close this out, uh, Carl, all right? All right, good, man. All right? I miss you, I really do, man. And thank you, and man. I know I'm melancholy right now, but I love you, brother. I love you and too, I really brother. do. I don't care if this is on the podcast or not. I love you. No. You know yeah, it's it's kind of awkward when you say it when it's not on the podcast, but uh, I'll... <laughs> that's okay. That's why I love you. You're a genuine, double grade A piece of shit. 
with a with a giant heart. That's what confuses everybody. Well, that's why you you keep you you, you keep getting hurt. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. You yeah. give all these people careers, and they give you shit. Oh, you! I love you. Now I love you. <laughs> I don't. Lo- I don't love you like Chris loves Giannis Papas, though. But you know, we 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 really have, with that sticky mouth. We have we 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 have our boundaries. Those two, I don't think they do. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, if one trips, they're fucking. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, I just pulled into a spot in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Uh, Carl, you enjoy Miami. I'll see you back in New York. Joey's going to take it from here and set up the Gary stuff, a nice little tribute to Gary from uh, U-Bonds. Thanks. I will. And, and let me tell you and another thing. I love you, Joey. And yeah. thank you for everything you do on this podcast. Um, you're literally better than both of us. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he's got... I love you, Joey. And I love it. I, I, so I downloaded his album, Oak. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And and we had we had a it was I didn't I I had no fucking way to get to anything. Yeah. So the girl that I'm with Oh you gave it away at the end. (laughs) Joey, don't Joey, remove this. Nope. Nope. Joey. Nope. (laughs) Cut it out, Joey. (laughs) Nope. No, you, you can't cut it out because uh, you want to talk nice about his album. So you're in a quandary right now, my friend. All right, you know what? I'll take the shot. So, so <laughs> she downloaded the album. Yeah, and it was the only thing that we listened to from from uh, Orlando to uh, to Miami. Nice. As I was spitting Dunkin' Donuts ice cubes at her, fucking screaming. Right. I gotta go to rehab. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just go. Go have fun, Carl. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, listen. I'm going. I'm. I'm doing. A, I'm gonna. My friend's doing a comedy show tonight in uh, in Miami. Yeah. And they literally asked me to come up in two, five minutes. Yeah. So I said, all right, so I'm going to give it a shot. See what happens. All right. You got to record that. I would love to put that on the podcast. Someone's got to. I'm going to, okay. So, so, so my friend. Yeah. Um, will record it. And then, uh, I'm literally just going to steal Vic Henley's, um, Vic Henley's, uh, set and Sherrod's set. I'm going to mix them both together. Beautiful. So so I'm going to sound like a schizophrenic black southerner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally, I'm literally stealing bits. So I'm actually a real comedian now. <laughs> uh, oh wow! <laughs> Insert Amy Schumer's name here. All right, uh, Carl. <laughs> okay. I, I like that dude. Don't fuck with him. Oh my god. I'll talk to you later. All right, Carl. Have fun in Miami. I'll see you soon, buddy. Bye. At Opie Radio, we consider our guests part of the family. That's why when the great founder Gary Rourke of Ubon's Barbecue of Yazoo passed away recently, our entire team was so saddened by the news that we felt it our obligation to shine a light on this extraordinary man. Sure, a lot of us know that Gary has the best barbecue recipe going back five generations, and he even gave the world a delicious Bloody Mary mix, but he was also dearly loved by his entire family and community. He'll be missed at the Big Apple Barbecue block party come next year and every year thereafter. It seemed that wherever Gary found himself, he became the center of attention, and rightly so. You just have to listen to the montage that follows to know why. He was old school, a southern gentleman, hard worker, and knew how to have a good time, and of course, host a good time. This man was one of a kind, the real thing, and a big deal indeed. You can go to Ubon's Barbecue webpage to learn more. We'll leave a link in the description. But here's a quote from his loving daughter, Leslie, the barbecue princess. Our relationship as a father-daughter team, while not unique, is rare. 
My role is as a partner in the restaurant, catering and sauce business, as well as rib cook, chicken cook for the competition team. Daddy is kind enough to share his spotlight with me whenever possible. Honestly, he's our shining star. He's taught hundreds of people how to cook, shared his methods and his ingredients. At this point, he's one of the grandfathers of barbecue. On behalf of the Westwood One Podcast Network and Opie Radio, we want to thank Gary and the entire Ubon family for being part of our podcast. Our condolences to everyone at Ubon's with deep regret for your loss. The world's just a little less funny today, but Gary was a man with a great legacy. To put it simply, he left behind a big footprint. Let's honor it. Now here's a montage of Gary with Opie and Carl back in the summer of 2018 at the Big Apple Barbecue with respect to his entire family. For sure we would have had Gary on a number of times in the future had fate allowed us the opportunity, but we were blessed to at least have this visit with him on Opie Radio. Who is that guy? (laughs) That's Gary. What's up, Gary? What's up, brother? How are you? So good to... To see you and meet you, it's good to put a face with that uh, with that name. Oh, really? Finally? I feel like, you know, now you're not at all what I thought you'd look like. We ain't going to go into that. Tell me what you thought I looked like. Oh, I figured, see, I was looking for you to be freckle-faced and red-headed like Opie Cunningham, you know, on uh, Andy and Mayberry and uh, 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 Happy Days. You know, I I figured you're going to be like Opie Cunningham, be freckle-faced, dog, but you ain't. You actually got some whiskers. I actually, <laughs> Gary, I'll help you out. I'll help you out with a little modern culture. Okay. Yes or no, he looks like Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> what the? <I> say... <laughs> hey, Ellen, Making I, me I, take I, my hat off. I say no. <laughs> uh, much better looking to me. And <laughs> hey, look, there's not something wrong with that. But <laughs> but he is a he is a lot better to me, better looking than, and, and you know, I'm... At, uh huh. Uh-huh. Your Ellen DeGeneres line didn't work. Uh huh. Well, I, I forgot that I'm in the South. You're favored down there. <laughs> I, I feel so stupid that I shaved my beard a week ago. I could have really used the beard at this event. You would have looked better with a beard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. They would have never known. Oh, hold on. This is this is Dave. We only have one mic, so I gotta I gotta like pass it around. Dave from Ubon. Yo, yeah. So they would have never known he wasn't from the South if he had just had a beard. Hey, look, I got, I've got a, I, I hate to do this to you. I, I really do, because we're in your town. But uh, even if you was, if I wasn't, I'd have to correct you. It's U-Bonds, not U-Bonds. That sounds just, no, that ain't right. It's U-Bonds. That sounded too northern, didn't it? U-Bonds. U-Bonds. U, U, U-Bond. Oh, my God, I'm in trouble already, Carl. The minute Opie got here, the first person I introduced him to was Tank, one of the best, uh, uh, pig farmers in the country I go this is Tank Tank meet Opie Opie goes hi Hank <laughs> hey did he say hey man how y'all doing <laughs> he was not happy I, I, I just couldn't hear and I, I told him my uncle's name he's no longer with us he was Hank and he was an elevator fucking uh, guy he was in the union he was, he was a tough guy he kept trying to fix it you're like, no, because Hank is a good name. He, he's, he goes, who the hell's this guy you brought around here? I go, that's the Opster. And that guy raises pigs, all sorts of pigs, right, Carl? Uh, delicious. I had one of his lard hogs. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. These guys know more about barbecue than, 
you know, most people, especially up here in, in New York, they read a couple blogs, they watch three YouTube videos, and then they're an expert. Yeah. I mean, these are six generations at U Bonds in Mississippi. There's two things in Mississippi: a jail <laughs> and U Bonds. <laughs> and it's it's um. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? He says I spent a lot of time in both. <laughs> and who's that? That's the barbecue ninja. He's the man. Yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, you know, I'm one of the new people on U Bonds. I've I've been here 21 years, and, uh, yeah, so, so uh, you know, I've got a couple of them just accepting me in the fold, you know. It, it, they just figure he's like a ward. His ass isn't going anywhere. So we're just going to, you know, just accept the fact that he's there, and, and here I am. I'm not going anywhere. So, so you've been out of 21 years. When are, will you officially be accepted? How many more years do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm holding out for at least five more years, yeah, you know, and then, and then I think at least I'm, I'll be vested, you know. I can retire and be all right then 25 years, you know. Yeah. But I got I got to tell you about Craig now the the ninja, you know I uh, since I became a member of the watery eyed old farts club, uh, I, I I don't do much you know, and they take up the slack less than him and they make they know they know what to do they've been doing it around so long and but it's so hard on an old man to have to sit back and watch the youngsters do it, but uh, now that right there the best boss in the world she'll tell anybody what to do. Who's she? She's the barbecue princess. What? Were you in a coma? I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn. You, 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 you introduced me to like 25. Apple barbecue. We're not an American girl doll reunion. You, this is the barbecue. You introduced me to 25 rednecks in two minutes. I'm trying to figure it all out now. Just say yes, sir, and thank you. And then you'll be fine. That's all you have to know. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Hi. How you doing? Hey, uh, can, can we get y'all something to drink? I mean, y'all need like a... A beer, a uh, okay. So he's good. You've got okay. So good. He likes a fruity drink. Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> I was incognito, but I don't know if the mic picked that up. But he rolled in and said, "I heard he likes a fruity drink." Bad news. Bad news travels fast in Mississippi. <laughs> what I want to know is, is it true? I think by the looks of his face, it's very true. <laughs> I mean, he drinks stuff that you need to wear garter belts with. <laughs> Come on, Gary, you like a you like a good like grapefruit beer or a fruity drink, don't you, Gary? Come on, help me out. What? What did you say? He said grapefruit beer. Now I do like some grapefruit fruit with some of that uh, vodka in it. Now I do like that, but that's about as fruity as I'm gonna get. Hold on, tomatoes are fruit. Uh, wait a minute, you're right, tomato. It is a fruit, isn't it? It is a fruit. Hell, we call it a vegetable where I come from. Well, whatever you but, well, wait a minute. Gravy is actually my favorite vegetable. <laughs> I like gravy. Gravy is actually my favorite oh, my vegetable. God. Especially when you put it on french fries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, the, the U-Bond uh, Bloody Mary mix is amazing, though, Dave. Thank you, bro. We uh, That's that's uh, Gary and Leslie. That's You know, it's a fourth-generation recipe. We've been doing it as a family. The uh, U-Bonds is known for hospitality, and for a long time, people would come up wherever we were and be like, hey, give me a Bloody Mary, hey, give me a Bloody Mary, hey, give me a Bloody Mary. So we figured, hell, fuck, start charging them for it, right? right? Like, yeah, Carl used to bring it by the station uh, before we got fired, but but I brought, I brought, yeah, fuck Roland. Wait, wait a second. Let me be clear. You got fired. <laughs> I'm Latino. We quit before that comes around a corner. <laughs> oh, y'all laugh yeah, your goddamn heads quit. off. <laughs> We're quitters. Don't get me involved. 
and and Carl said that as you took a pull off your fruity drink. So. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fight my way out of here, right? I'm gonna have to fight my way out of here. Wait, let me let me tell you something about you, Bonds. Uh, I I uh, I'm a chef that likes to hate things, right? I hate things and you, until you change my mind. I knew about you, Bonds, Buddy Merrimix before I knew the Ubon family, and uh, it's almost like they're in that bottle. You know, it, they're the nicest. You know, I I showed up here not knowing anybody, and Pitmasters are a tough group. You know, like oh, I'm a New Yorker, and they're like, yeah, what's up, chef asshole? You know, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like for the first year I was here, it's like every question was like, "Why you make the food so small? <laughs> Everything you make is so small." I'm always hungry here in New York, right? So, but uh, Gary and, and and Ninja, Barbecue Princess, Dave, they didn't even blink an eye. They said, "Come up, have a Bloody Mary. You're one of us, and 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 I'll uh, they'll be my friends forever." I, I mean, I'm still talking up. <laughs> We're in the South now. Have some manners, okay? I just wanted to say, as they beat the shit out of me, I feel like I've known these guys for like 10 years. I just met them. Oh, yeah. And they'll, and they'll talk to you like they've known you for 10 years. You getting fat. <laughs> Carl, look at the titties on you. <laughs> they talk about you like they've known you since you were two. <laughs> Unbelievable. What stories last night, huh, Garrett? You told some stories yesterday, as we call it in the South, that barnyard pimp. (laughs) (laughs) They might have been a little bit uh, induced by some some uh, a type of liquid consumption there that might <laughs> hinder that process today. Oh my God, it was so funny. <laughs> Just talking about the South and crazy shit. Uh, I, I like to joke about the midget trying to buy a horse. Do you remember <laughs> telling that one, Gary? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, yeah. Right, I do remember that. Midget going to buy a horse. You don't even have to tell a joke after that, right? No, no, you can no, just no. say midget goes and buys a horse. You're good. I just want to make sure Gary remembered telling that. Because <laughs> at that point, we were down to my uh, my cell phone. What a mess last night with cell all that. Cell phone was pretty good. It, it did all right. It did the job. Well, so you know, I do have a uh, another story if you'd like to be. Oh, uh, are you, please. We live for it, Gary. We live for him, this, Gary. Uh, this real pretty lady, and in, in, uh, some of these southern ladies are just really quite gorgeous i'm looking at one right across from here this was uh this was out she was outstanding and she had a little dog that um had uh couldn't he 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 couldn't hear so she took him to her uh friend at the vet office and uh he said oh said he just got some extra hair growing in his ears and said you need to uh you know he took it out he said now look to save money he said don't come back said this is gonna happen again said go to the drugstore and buy you some uh, some nair or something for you know to remove hair. Well, you know the druggist when this lady said, "Can you tell me where the nair is?" He came out behind the counter. You know he's gonna give that 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 first rate service. And uh, she said, "I need something to remove hair." And uh, he said, "Well, this should work right here." I said now, if you put it on your legs, just be careful. Don't wear pantyhose because it'll, it'll. She said, "Oh, it's not for my legs." He said, "Well, if you." Uh, Put it under your arms, then uh, just be be sure, but you don't put sleeves on because it'll it'll chap you know take it. She said it's not for my underarms, and he kind of turned his head sideways and real confused, and, and he said, well, what's it for? She said, it's for my schnauzer. He <laughs> said, oh, in that case, don't ride a bicycle for at least a week. <laughs> <laughs> I love those old school jokes. I can listen I to can, that shit every I can listen all day. Oh my god, my schnauzer. <laughs> 
<laughs> but see, I've been listening to them for 45 years, and I call that one number seven. Number seven? Because <laughs> yeah. he's got a million of them, and he'll start to tell me, and I'll say, no, no, Daddy, I've heard that. That's number seven. Well, it's but you can like, tell me number two. How about we have, a, we have a penal institution there not too far away, <laughs> and they let these guys out every every afternoon, and, and uh, they sit around a little old spot, and I'll visit. They had a new guy come in. Hadn't been there but a day or two, and they've sitting around, you know, and all of a sudden somebody said, 22? Man, they all fell out laughing, started slapping knees. It was just, you know. And then not too long after that, another one said, 45. And, man, they all just started laughing. Well, this other, the new guy said, what, what, what's going on? He said, we've all been here so long, so we don't tell a joke. We've numbered them all. You know? <laughs> See, he, said, he said, can I try it? And he said, yeah, I'll try it. He said, number six. And everybody said, eh. He said, what's the matter? He said, well, you know, some can tell them and some can't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dudes, something awesome just happened. Oh, yeah. Somebody oh, just yeah. brought y'all some Bloody Mary oyster, oyster shooters. Really? Oh, yeah. It is, it's All so right. good. It doesn't eat anything, man. Wow. That doesn't bite him first. No. It bites Not for me. Yeah. Believe me, I'll get some. Oh, I'll my God. Is that good? Wow. Is that good? The Bloody Mary makes it. God, oh, man. Good. Who made those? Asin from Florida. We come up to join these guys to the barbecue. It's the U-Bond's Bloody Mary Mix. You're the Timbers in Sanibel. Right, Timbers in oh. Sanibel. We've been here 40 years this October. But we come up and we make these oyster shooters. We used to make our own oyster shooter mix with chili sauce and horseradish and lemon. We started buying U-Bond's Bloody Mary for the bar. And I said, this stuff is so good. We don't have to make our own shooter mix. Just cut it with vodka. And it's consistent and it's great. And people said, what's your secret recipe? And I'd point to the bottle and I'd say, and you can buy it at Costco. It's at Publix now. They're at Publix, Publix now. Yeah, they're moving. So it's, 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 it's of course, you got to have a fresh oyster. But the U-Bond's Bloody Mary, it's thick, it's tasty, it's spicy, it's everything you can want. That was that was perfect. And look, that was in the perfect. South, we'd say, can I get an amen on that? Amen. Gary, what's the dirtiest uh, joke you know? The what? The dirtiest one. Let's go right to the top. Oh, no. I, right I mean, to the number, top. That's Come on, number princess, one. Help him out. See, he doesn't tell me dirty jokes because I'm his baby. <laughs> that, that would be rude. But, Daddy, tell us a good one. <laughs> well, there is this one. Oh, my God, he's whispering. Oh, no. Is, that, is this a this racial one. joke? And I hope so. I'm not used to, to talking like this. <laughs> this Irishman went into the bar and he sat down and he was all distraught, you know, and and uh, the bartender said, Jimmy, my boy, what's troubling you today? <laughs> he said, well, well, you know, he took him a pull off his beard and he said, you know, you know that fence going out to the lighthouse? said, every stone with me bare hand, but did they call me Jimmy the walk builder? No. <laughs> he took another drink of his beer and he said, you know the fence around the church? Built it with me bare hands, did they call me Jimmy the fence builder? No, but you fuck one goat. He made my mama blush over there. Oh, nice. Is that mama? Oh, nice. Mama, how are you? Oh, man. I'm great. How are you? She doesn't want to be on mic. Anyone that pats me like that when I put a mic in their face, she I know. you like you just told her you were terminal. <laughs> right. He's like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. What stage are you? <laughs> right. Gary, top of the day to you, lads. How in the world are you? I'm good. You guys You guys did it upright last night. I had a man. good time. Oh, did, did I see you last night? <laughs> I told you he don't know you. I had a, I had a uh, 
I had a large time last night. That was really good. That I enjoyed fine. that. I have never had time pass by as fast in my life. If if all my life passed by that fast, I'd be dead tomorrow. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Hey, tell them what your theory of life, what life is like. You know, as I get a little older, I realize that um, life is like a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> the closer you get to the end, the faster it goes. And I'm almost to that cardboard dirter, you know. It dirt, you know, you know what a dirter there. is? I don't know you what don't a know dirter is. That cardboard center. You know, the kids do it and they say, dirter, dirter, dirter. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dirter. That's a dirter. You know, we never stop learning. See, this is, this is all part of the, the learning process. Never stop learning because then you, you might die. Right, I hear you. <laughs> You've been at this a long time, Gary. Can, can you tell me the history of uh, U-Bahn? Well, uh, and who, who did it start with? U-Bahn, the, the sauce was made for uh, my grandmother and grand. We'll go back to the start. They used to make this sauce up every 4th of July. Um, what year are we talking about? Um, well, I don't know. I wasn't in the world yet, so wow. I don't know. That's... But my grandmother and grandfather did this, and they would cook a whole hog or a side of beef every 4th of July. And they would mix this sauce up in a number three tub, stir it with a boat paddle that Granddad probably fished with the day before. Uh, health department frowns on that right now. They don't like you doing that. <laughs> I think it would add a little flavor, Gary. I'm, I'm with you on that. There's a scale. Oh, okay, never mind. Right, right. But uh, then my daddy condensed that recipe down to a gallon, and then I started making hundred gallons, and now we're making truckloads, thousands yeah, of gallons at a time. So, Actually, um, truckloads. But it yeah. came from that that far back. And I got a, uh, my grandmother died in, in the mid-70s, and uh, my aunt had a uh, original handwritten recipe in my grandmother's handwriting on cardstock and had it laminated and sent that to me. And she said, I thought of all the grandkids, you might like to have this. It was the recipe for Yubon's barbecue sauce. Wow. And I said, okay, let's see how much us Roark boys do a lot of tinkering with stuff. I said, I'm going to see if Daddy changed it. But I went right down the line. She sauteed her onions in butter because she didn't have a dehydrated onion at that time. And I, that's what I used. But that's the only difference in how she made it and to how this day. we made it. And people seem to love it. So, oh, it's the Do best. you guys got a, a factory down there? My factory was a, a closed-in portion of my two-car garage that was inspected by the health department. I used to make it 100 gallons at a time. That's unbelievable. And, and I would make it and hand bottle it. I've got a dispenser on the side of my bat. Right. Wow. And uh, I even I even upgraded. I got two dispensers where I can have two people working. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like me and you got a job, Oak. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Cost of living's lower down there. No kidding it oh, is. What, what are we doing up here? Remind me of another story. All right. Oh, yes. <laughs> Let's go, Gary. We're all in. You know. Rednecks are, are are phenomenal for saying, hold my beer and watch this shit. Right, right. Well these uh these two alligators were, were watching these two rednecks on the on the shore and said one of one alligator was just monstrous and the other one was just, you know, no belly at all. He said, Man, he said, How how come you're so big? He said, Well I just eat rednecks. <laughs> he said, Well, I, I do too. He said, What what's the difference? He said, Man, he said, I slip up to the bank and said I just catch them when they're fishing. He said, I'd ease up to the bank. He said, I'd reach up and grab them. He said, well, I, kind of what I do. He said, well, tell me how you catch them. And he said, well, man, I start flapping my jaws and I, when I get to them. And he said, and I reach and grab them. He said, oh, that's what's wrong. He said, you ain't getting them but redneck shit and tennis shoes. <laughs>
Man, this guy. <laughs> Man, this guy. <laughs> I've been listening to these for 21 years. I mean, that just. I hadn't heard that one either. That's why I hadn't heard that one either. That was a good one. <laughs> I'm sitting there like. Where that one come from, you know? That's number sixty-four. Oh, it's man. something about yeah. It's something about Carl that brings out the worst in me. Well, I don't think you're the only one. I bring the worst out of everyone. That's my attorney. Well, but, I'm not uh, gonna say anything about Opie though. See, I just met him. I oh, you I will give him hell tomorrow. Okay, right. Uh, it's nothing like hearing a good old butterbean song, <laughs> or. You know, talking about your babies like a streetcar. <laughs> oh, yeah, now when we sing the blues. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. Oh, I love the blues. Don't get no better than her being your drawer. <laughs> You're trying to reach inside a drawer for a dresser. Just classic. You want him to sing, That's right? classic Poppy. You want him to sing. Let's get it. Oh, Let's get it, Poppy. You want him to sing his blues song, Let's right? Let's get it, Poppy. I, I would love to have uh, Gary sing a blues song. Let's get it, Poppy. Okay. I'm, I'm being interrupted by David Rose. <laughs> I'm being I interrupted by David I thought you weren't going to be here till later. That's what I had all this by myself. Listen now, my kid went three for four, and he struck a kid out on the hill, so it was worth it to be there. Hey, that is good. I would have been there, too. Yeah, we got Gary. He's going to sing a blues song. Yeah, I'm going to sing. Which one? My baby like a streetcar. Yeah. She did roll from side to side. (laughs) I said my baby like a streetcar. She did roll from side to side. I said my baby like a streetcar. Just got to get on and ride. Well, I wish you was a dresser, baby, so I could look inside your drawers. Well, I wish you was a dresser, baby, so I can look inside your drawers. I said my baby's like a streetcar. Just got to get on and ride. That is awesome. I like that. Yeah. Sounds like my wedding song. You didn't even get it that good for me, uh, that was nice. Yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> that gets the girls, doesn't it? We, that gets the girls. We um, we love to do. We, in fact, in years gone by, we've always brought a guitar up, and you know, rednecks with with beer, barbecue, and a guitar. Oh, we can make a fool out of ourselves, and we've done a lot of times right here on this street. Have the best time. Unbelievable. You got to find a guitar, man. We got one. Oh, but you hey, play the guitar, right? Ah, uh, a little bit. Nothing, right. nothing so that I would brag about. So Chef Matt just showed up with more food. So <laughs> that, that was we oh, got this is a, so good, this guys. Is a summer roll. Oh, we've used this some is... of our chicken. It's got some of our um, some of our Bloody Mary salad in it. Some mint, some strawberries. Wow. Someone else has to talk for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> That's the great thing about up here is you get to sample some of the best of the best. From all, it's, it's fantastic. Oh it's just God. fantastic. Poppy, you want one? No, baby. No. These are delicious. Wow, that's you like really that, Opie? Awesome. That's really good. Oh, my mom's calling. She must know I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, Southern folks coming to New York, they have a lot of, of different uh, things they might expect from New York. We've never met anything but good people. I met one asshole up here, and I called him down, and the crowd around him applauded. I met some great people up here. They're not from I mean, here. <laughs> Where are you from, boy? Oh, I'm Arkansas. What the hell are you doing in Manhattan? Making believe. <laughs> no, the people that say hi to you are usually the tourists in New York City. Yeah, they, for real. Most New Yorkers will not look at you, will not talk to you, will not tell a story like that, Gary. You know that uh, the part of the country I come from, we open doors for the ladies, whether it be the truck door or, or the barn door or the front door of the house. We open doors for ladies. 
And if you do that up here, they think, what the hell do you want? You know, what are you after? But we still do it. It's, it's All right. so funny. Like I, I, um, I, I was thought there was going to be a joke there. No, she's opening the store, Sophie. Yeah, I got it. What? I, I was waiting for the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> and now Carl's mad at me. I'm like, here comes another punchline. Hey, every, every, everything doesn't have a punchline. You know? Oh, it does. Opie Radio does. <laughs> we uh, we did smoke in in uh, in Austin, Texas, and we went to eat with him one night. And Mayor Massey, she said, dude, you want to take the wine tour? And I said, well, hell yeah. You know, old country boy wants to take a wine tour. And uh, she took me over to the winery and, and let me taste several different things. And I, you know, the old country boy in me said, you know, you're not supposed to uh, uh, drink wine and then spit it out. I mean, mama taught me different than that. So I, I drank five glasses of wine and I, she got me plum schnocker before I went back to even eat dinner. But it was good. She's got a barbecue red that is really good. Yeah, but. We had to be on TV the next morning. Me and Dad, we were like a team. We did this competition, and um, you know, he woke up, and I could look at him and tell, man, he's not feeling so good. And he kept telling me, "Yeah, I, I, I think I'm having one of my headaches." But it turns out one of his headaches was due to most of three bottles of wine in ten minutes. That <laughs> They were big glasses. They, they, they were big glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they were big glasses. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say, I'm embarrassed because you have a, you have a world champion here, and you're making her talk into your phone. <laughs> well, what are we gonna do? Our, you're thinking about the our podcast equipment crapped out. We got Gary. He wants to tell one more story. Well, this is a story about a speech impaired midget. Okay, <laughs> he won the lottery. And uh, he decided that he wanted to have him a racehorse. So he took the lottery money and he bought him a new Cadillac, got a bumper hitch on it, bought him a new horse trailer, and he started touring around Texas. And he came to this spot that had big old white fence around it and big old long driveway. So he turned up in there and he went and knocked on the door and this big old cowboy come out with that Stetson hat and he said, Mister, I would like to buy a racehorse. He said, well, I got something I'll show you. Man, that, that Texan went and got a filly, brought her out. He said, Come with a filly is. Oh, that's a, that's a female horse. Yeah. And said, man, she is so pretty. I love her. She is so pretty. He said, can I see her? Can I see her teeth? Well, that Texan was kind of pissed off, and he just reached and grabbed him and stuck him up and let him open that mouth. He said, yes, sir, she's healthy. She got some pretty teeth. Set him back down. He said, can I, can I pat her on the mane? He said, yeah, now that's that hair that comes off the neck. <laughs> he said, yeah, and he picked him up and he petted him on the mane. He said, well, mister, can I see her twat? Well, he stuck, he got old Texan that got pissed and he picked him up and stuck him up under that tail and just rubbed his face in it. <laughs> and he said, he set him down. He said, <clears throat> maybe I should have said, let me see her one around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> Bravo! Okay. Gary from U-Bonds. Oh my God. He's the be- isn't he the best? That's how you tell a story. That's, how, That's you- how you tell a story right there. Yeah. Gary, why don't you take us out? Guys, I gotta, I've just got to say that, um, Opie, I've met Carl before, but man, New York people just keep getting better. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Long live the king, Gary of U-Bonds. And just for the record, Carl, I love you. And I love you too, Greg, now that we're all touching pee-pee tips. 
Now to take care of a little business. We'd like to say thank you for subscribing, downloading, sharing, rating us five stars, and for staying involved with Opie Radio on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. As Greg mentioned, we've had a lot of fun producing each one of these episodes, even if things got a little noisy or windy at times. I met Opie back in May when Tim introduced us, because he wanted a new version of the old intro theme. I certainly wasn't expecting to be as involved in the show as I am, but I also wasn't expecting to marry that hot black chick I met downtown in New York City back in 2004, while Ruizing. But that's how life happens for the better, no? By the way, had Carl asked me to name his new place, I would have told him, please. You have to call it the Cuban. What else? So this is the end of summer. And we want to let you know, like Opie said, as we head into the fall, phase two begins. Because now we have a studio, an actual studio. Of course, don't expect every episode to be a radio broadcast. Greg still wants to hit the streets and visit friends on location. He's got big plans, including fun new guests, the usual suspects, and things I'm not allowed to talk about at this time. But none of this means a hill of beans without our fine sponsors, the powers that be of Westwood One Podcast Network, and without question, you. So as we say goodbye to the summer and the first phase of this new podcast, we simply want to thank you for your support. But stick around, because we're just getting started on Opie Radio. Westwood One Podcast Network, the Tom Bernard Podcast. Fifteen years ago, I, I went in and cut a commercial. I don't remember who it was for, but I cut a commercial. And two days later, I'm driving along in the car, and I hear the commercial. And there's a line in it that I never said, but it's me saying it. Mm. Like, ooh, that's rather scary. Wow. I mean, that was weird. The Tom Bernard Podcast. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free, Free. from the Westwood One Podcast Network. Mm.